0: And it's the 123 Show. Now, it's always really inspiring to hear people's stories when they tell you about how they got interested in the profession or area that eventually became the focus of their life. My next guest is a prime example of such a person and is indeed a mover and shaker when it comes to interior design. He is a Hong Kong boy. He graduated from the School of Design at Hong Kong Polytechnic University. At the age of 26, he founded his own interior design company, Integro, with his determination to make Hong Kong a greener and better place by incorporating incorporating nature and mindfulness into his creative designs. Keith Chan joins me in the studio now. Good afternoon to you, Good Keith. Good afternoon, Sadia. And you are on Facebook Live as well, okay. if anyone wants to tune in. Now, for you, Keith, um amazing amount you've done at the age Thank that you. you are at the moment. How did it all start? Because I I have read that you were sitting there with a notebook and pad from a very early age doing yep. design. So yep. tell me how it started.
1: I think I, I started to... No, I have kind of talent. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's shy to say so, but he's uh-huh.
0: uh, so humble, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, maybe from my kindergarten time, oh, every gosh. auntie and uncles told me I draw a lot, a uh, very good pictures, and and then I start my first career. I was I would say is teaching Chinese calligraphy and Chinese painting mm-hmm. to children when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Okay, in some teen- teenager centers, and then. After the third level, uh, and, and I start my Form 6, Form 7 in Hong Kong, I start to think, after the A level, what should I study in the university? I'm a kind of student that I'm very lucky. I, I'm not the top student in academic things, but I'm good at art and d uh, and D&T. Mm-hmm. And then I think if I have to apply for some subject, in university that is very difficult to acquire, and then, then it's very hard for me to study to the top level mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. you know, the academic level. But then I think of some, maybe something you are really talented, then I think of design. And then I thought this is my start, but after I established my uh, company, actually some uncle told me, actually I start to be so-called designer when, it's actually from my primary school time mm-hmm. because when we eat dim sum lunch with my uh-huh. auntie and uh-huh. uncle, uh-huh. I always ask them, "Hey, hey uh, what is your uh, dream home? Uh, can I draw a floor plan to you?" Of Ooh, course, wow. they are not in scale, <laughs> and this was so, uh, it children, was childish. Yeah, yeah wow. but I was there. Yeah, uh-huh. Great. Uh, Yes, so. It's a very early time,
0: right? Yeah. So, when you when you have these designs in your mind, what is your inspiration? What what was the kind of thing? Even when you did the floor plan, for yes. instance, for your uncle and aunt, what were you trying to incorporate in that floor plan? I mean, your creative ideas are there, but other practical things. What were you looking for in Hong Kong?
1: So, um, after I start to be a designer after graduate from two thousand and four, and I was just like a very young boy at that time. And at that time, I would think that design is cool. Designer is cool. Uh, We make fashionable things. We make trends, that's all. At that time, I would think Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. but actually not. Mm -hmm. After 15 years of my career, I would say culture, um, and then the story of my clients, story of the place, of Hong Kong, especially, um, the culture, the history, everything um in this place, but what inspires me uh i i I need to go a lot of traveling mm-hmm. i travel i travel a lot uh because um I still remember when I was eighteen or nineteen after nineteen after the a level I backpacked to mm-hmm. Japan tokyo mm-hmm. and it was so big impact on me about design and architecture um because Hong Kong is such a small place mm-hmm. and then Tokyo is, you know, they have Olympic in 1964. Mm-hmm. And then they developed a lot of design and technology after the World War II. And so the impact start um, to make me think I have to travel. And after Tokyo, I started to travel Europe, uh, America, and I saw a lot of really masterpiece of the architects. They, they've done a lot of uh, good things on the world. So um from the travel I, I I know a lot of culture, history, or even just talk to the people. Like, um I talked to a lot of designer or just a, maybe a chef in mm-hmm. a restaurant run in, in Denmark, mm-hmm. in Copenhagen. They told me a lot of how because they their summer is the light time is very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have different lifestyle than us. Oh I was think, oh, the world is so different. Yeah, yeah and so- it's
0: design, I suppose your designs are almost, they're all bespoke because yeah. they're based on the environment, the needs of the people yeah. and their profession and things like that, yeah. that's that's great.
1: I can share a little bit more about uh, this culture in different places, like we always say minimalism, right? Mm-hmm. We say less is more. I study less is more concept, um, from Bauhaus, from Germany, and then study minimalism from uh, Japan, uh, and then from Scandinavian countries, they are all different. Like, minimalism in Japan is all about religion. They they praise their Buddha, mm-hmm. so they have to, mindfully they have to put down a, a lot of things. They keep the place minimal because they want to praise the God, their God. Mm-hmm. But in Scandinavian countries, they, um, because in the winter they are very cold, uh, uh, maybe 24, 22 hours of 24 would be dark, re- really, really dark. So they their minimalism is about the material because they have material in the forest. They they want to make window bigger to, to see more sunlight. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different approach. One is a religion, one is uh, about nature, but the outcome is also minimalism Mm -hmm. so I think travel makes me see more widen my eyes yeah. Wow, yeah. that's
0: amazing because <laughs> I can see how your knowledge of while you're traveling is then infused into some of your designs that yeah. you bring almost like, it's like going through a sieve that you, you take out all the stuff that you've learned from it and some of those things are the ones that you can then use yeah. in your designs, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So you've traveled quite extensively then, you've picked up a lot, any areas now that you're still thinking of going to 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 get that sort of juice?
1: Um because my girlfriend is working in London mm-hmm. so i travel a lot to London and uh, it makes me it makes me like um, you know hong kong was a colonial city mm-hmm. and uh, we were so influenced by the uk and i was born in 1980s mm-hmm. so when every time when i was in london i was like oh hong kong was like this mm-hmm. uh, a lot of design culture in Hong Kong, like graphic design, design, yeah, uh, yeah. the, the, in the MTR, actually is all from the Sometimes
0: UK. you almost actually do, I because I've spent 50 years in the UK, yeah. but when I'm in Hong Kong, sometimes I look up and I look at the roads and things like that it could actually be uk
1: yeah yeah it just yeah, yeah. feels
0: like uk even the color of the signs and things exactly when exactly. i drive i feel yeah, a lot exactly <laughs> yeah. so very similar so so i suppose you've already got that insight into the uk from hong kong haven't yes but you?
1: somehow i think because ch- hong kong is changing uh, no matter in politics in design or culture so somehow i i think i would like to go to uk more to to find my childhood time mm-hmm. uh, to learn more about my childhood time, uh, the design, the culture, and, and um, more about um, how how we see aesthetic things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my targets. And then maybe South America, actually in Brazil, my my one of my favorite architects called Oscar Nehemiah, mm-hmm. he designed a lot of weird, strange things in Brazil, but still have no chance maybe maybe a few years later. Well, you're
0: I? very young yet. You've got a long way to go. I, I remember um, going to Barcelona. I don't know whether you've been to Barcelona yeah, been. and then all the Gaudia uh, yeah, architecture, yeah, yeah. which is amazing. It, it yeah, just yeah. looks like a fairy tale because there's some beautiful colours like the pinks and yellows and things. Yeah. And it's it's quite an amazing thing. So I can just see how you put you know, you know put these things together. Now, tell me something about some of the projects that you've done here, because I know on Facebook at the moment, I've got a picture up there of a kindergarten, I think it is, that you... Was it a kindergarten? garden that you uh, designed what was it?
1: Not exactly, it's actually a center for uh, children who ah. has uh ADHD or yeah. Uh, autism.
0: Yeah. so tell me about that. What what did you sort of what did you have in mind when you were doing t- the design for that?
1: Um it's a private center, so uh it's lucky that I I've, I have some um good budget for mm-hmm. for that project mm-hmm. to design. So uh, I study a lot about ADHD or in autism, and then we found that um, these children they need a very calm um, environment to learn. It's actually a place for them to learn to them for them to uh, uh, practice their muscle because they they have some problem about uh, the development of their muscles, and then um, so. And then my my client, who is the therapist, uh, the psychologist, and he told me actually not only uh, take caring of the children, actually we also need to take care of the um, the parents because they are very anxious, they're very nervous, every Mm -hmm. time that when they are there they are very stressed. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think when we design something, no matter it's a space or a graphic or fashion, we need to think broadly, not only to the user but also all the stakeholder around them. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we also need to design the, the re- for example, the reception to be very calm. So every time their parents come, when they first come in, feel more comfortable right. and more confident to to take care of their children because it's this is long time journey. Yeah. And then, um, so you, you see the photos in the Facebook, is actually, uh, we call it cave, mm-hmm. because when, when the autism uh, children, they, when they get, uh, sometimes they are very not, in, very calm. They, yeah, they They're, want
0: to be by themselves. Exactly, perhaps, they yeah. want to
1: be hidden. Yeah. So it's actually quite uh, touching because I saw them uh, climb into the cave, oh. and then there's a big window, outside is a mountain. They, they see the bird flying, uh-huh. and then suddenly they will get calm is actually work <laughs> it's
0: lovely yeah well it must be very rewarding to really be involved in a project like that where yeah. your own skills then can be utilized yes. completely yes that's really great so what is so for you sort of what has been the most challenging i mean you've come a long way since you sat and ate dim, dim sum and did your floor plans yeah. what has been the most challenging thing for you in terms of a young designer in hong kong uh
1: i think i would say It's not a bad thing. Uh, If we see it in the opposite um, mindset, it's good and bad. It's about the slash generation, you know, nowadays, people like you and me, actually, we have a lot of roles Mm -hmm. in our career. Mm -hmm. I'm a designer. I'm also uh, I'm teaching in university. I also write column in um, the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And then so uh, the young generation, like my staff, twenty-something, uh, mm-hmm. the main millennial, post-nineties people, they they have a lot of skill set, but then it's good, but because they they help me a lot to do do a lot of multitasking jobs, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, they cannot be very very focusing on one profession, mm. so it's good and bad. Uh, it's to me as a Leader in my company is quite challenging, but mm. actually this also c- brings some good things to my company so is
0: do you think that's to do with say how we have kind of how how say that generations now developed with technology around them mm. you know it's a concentration level it's like social media is so fast and yeah. and that you must have felt the effect of social media yes just as you grew up and as you started to mm. get involved in your career yeah um, so do you think part of it is because it is a generation where it's just quick you know I, yeah. I, I can I can I can actually confirm that yet yeah, you know I have kids and mm. and you know the focus is to focus on one thing and, to exactly. really, and also this this whole element of really working hard because I'm sure for you You've really had to work night and day yeah. to achieve what you've done, yes. and is seven that seven days a week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, do you see that in some of the young people who are you are working with that maybe they kind of draw a line, and say, "That's it, I need to stop now." Mm. Is that how it is?
1: Yes, exactly. I agree with you a lot, yeah. uh, and then they and they can have a, an answer very easily. Just Google it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. They have the result, which is good to help me because the project can goes very fast, yeah. but to them it's not that good because they don't know the rationale, the history, the culture yeah. behind that line. Sure. They, they draw, just, just draw a line, but how to draw a line, why we draw a line, they, they don't take care.
0: It's that appreciation, isn't it, yeah. of the environment. And that, and that really brings me to my next question in terms of, you know, the whole impact of the mm. environment. When you do your designs now, because, you know, whole sustainability and things, these are so important. Yeah. So how much are you influenced by that now?
1: Mm. Um, I like wood a lot. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Cutting the trees are still not very sustainable, but at least it is biodegradable, um, better than plastic, and so. But using wood is very uh, challenging because you, you have to use it very wisely. And um, I still remember I have a project that um, my my client was born in the 1970s. and then at that time we the trend in Hong Kong is using the teak parquet. Flooring mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in the residential pro- uh, the, the, the home project, and they want to keep it, but they they interview four or five designers. They all reject my clients because they think this is too troublesome okay. and um, too cost uh, not not cost effective. Uh, but I was the only one who, who said, Oh yes, uh, let's uh, keep it. And then I have a good team. My my contractor is, they are very kind and they are really trying hard to to achieve the the same goal so we keep it polish it and some really damage we we have to take it out to replace a lot of works so sustainability in design especially construction architecture and interior design is very very difficult to achieve Mm -hmm. we have to do a lot of things it's much
0: more harder work to do it that's it that's why people don't probably
1: yeah so I have to educate my clients, first of all. And, and as, as I said, I write uh, co- columns in newspaper. I always talk about to, uh, if you buy a furniture, buy a better one sure. because you can pass to your next generation. Yeah. Like UK, yeah. the English, really yeah. antique, <laughs> you know, uh, solid wood, you can pass to your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe the cost is more, but uh, to the world is, is better.
0: Yeah. What do you think of, like, you know, where we're talking about sustainability and passing things on, obviously, yeah. you know, you may have pieces of really good, solid furniture which you can pass on. What do you think of things like, you know, um, big retail, I won't mention names or anything like that, but big retailers who are doing these kind of reasonably cheap build-your-own sort of things. Yeah. Where you can, and it's quite disposable stuff, It's mm. but what do you think? Do you think there is, there is certainly a market for it, yeah. but would you... You know, not everyone can afford to buy something absolutely fantastic and yeah. and solid first time. What do you think of those things?
1: Uh, I would say for me, I'm not that rich, so <laughs> I, I can only afford some of some pieces of good furniture. But I still have some fa- like fast fashion. Like yeah. I have a good shirt, but for my trousers, maybe I buy fast fashion. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a balance, It's a balance. It? Everything yeah. is balanced. That's
0: right. Yeah. It's in moderation that you don't go crazy <laughs> over anything. Yes. So what, um, you know, out of all the um, things that you have done, what has been some of the most um, rewarding for you? What project do you look back at and think, oh, that was fantastic?
1: Um, I think it's all about my relationship with people, like my clients, like my contractors and um I still remember I have a project uh I work for a disabled friend uh who who cannot um move her body um under lower uh, than her neck and then I take this job and um I design her home uh in a very economy way and um after that, we, we make a lot of um, like home automation to help them like she can use her voice to control the lighting, the curtain and the aircon. And at last she uh, messaged me on WhatsApp said, uh, Keith, uh, after three years, I was in the hospital. Um, now I can control the temperature of my aircon. It is like I, I own the world. Oh, yeah, wow. so you know this is the first time. Even not that project is not a project that makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually like volunteer's job. Yeah, I cried. Oh, yeah, you know it's well, the first time. Sure. And then it influenced my staff a lot. And one of my staff, a little girl, twenty-four years old, little girl designer. She said to me, she said, "I know what design is after this project." I said you are very, very lucky. You know it when very you are early age. twenty-four. Exactly. It yeah. takes so time and to experience. me, this is award, a what reward? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not money. Not the fame. Okay,
0: that's <laughs> wonderful. Okay, I'm going to finish up now, and I really want to ask you as to, you know, what you want to do now in the future. What ambitions do you have? If say we look at say five years from now, where would you like to see yourself?
1: Um. I always think my generation is unique because we we were born in under u k uh, occupied, and then my career uh, starts after uh, handover, so we are like the bridge between two cultures mm-hmm. and between the the older generation and the younger generation, they have a lot of conflicts actually, mm-hmm. and I'm the one who is between them um what I want to do is to, to be a designer, to be a bridge, to enhance and um, um, to do more communication between the generations and between two cultures. It's very difficult, but in the design uh, point of view, I think we can do a lot.
0: Great. Yeah. Keith, thank you very much for being my and shaker on the 123 Show. You were fantastic. Thank, thank, thank you, you. you so much. <laughs>